You are now entering the Mix You podcast. No credentials required. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 17 of the LMXU podcast. I'm here with my partners in crime once again. Andrew Stone. Hello, Lee. Jeff Sandstrom. Hey, buddy. I liked your accent when you said my name. What was that? What country was that from? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a mystery country. Maybe it was like... It sounded Romanian or Eastern European. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Former Soviet bloc nation Bought that shall remain unnamed. I have lots of Slavic friends in Sacramento because they all live there. A bunch, a bunch of Slavics. So whenever I see them, I say, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Boris and Natasha from Bullwinkle all of a sudden. It sounds like Tom Hanks in the terminal when he was stuck in the <laughs> yeah, That terminal. is true. Hello. It's like redneck Russian. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of being stuck places, I just got to say, once again, it's great to all be in the same room recording an episode of the podcast, yeah. but the room that we happen to be in is actually in Andrew's office at Church on the Move. And I must say, for those of you who have not been here to experience the joy that is this room, I'm just like a kid in a candy store looking at all the trinkets going, okay, there's a story there, a story there, a story there. We've got lava lamps. We've got other light fixtures. We've got the jackalope, of course, that um, has years. How, how old is the peep that's on its horn? Oh, dude. <laughs> The one hanging from the air vent, the blue one, is the, the blue oldest peep? one. Okay, and that's well, got to be getting close to ten years. The great thing is, it's ten years old, still intact. The blue yeah. has faded, um, but so, the peep itself is probably it's, completely edible. Yeah, and it's been uh, so it's been dismembered and put back together. It's been gored and it's held <laughs> back together with paper clips. And you notice there's a foot gone. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, one of the guys lost a bet and I made him eat it. I love it. And it was, he said, dude, it's just like I bought it in the store, which make it even more disgusting. We've got a now. couple of signs as well. One of my favorites is I'm a production manager, just like a normal manager, except much cooler. That's awesome. I think that pretty much says it all. We didn't really talk much about what we were going to do this episode, but I've just been inspired. Maybe please tell us. Maybe after we do some recaps and promo some events coming up, Jeff and I should like pick an item or two that we see, and you tell us the story behind <laughs> what these things are. I that think that's a fun. great idea. That would be really fun. All right. So speaking of stuff coming up, we got some cool stuff coming. Yeah, man. Uh, we're going to Orlando for the first time ever. So for those of you who are listening and don't know our story. You got to come to the live event to hear the whole thing. But this whole crazy MXU idea started in Orlando. Um, That's right. And it kind of started out of righteous anger a little bit, which is fun. Summer yeah. of 2015. Was it summer? Yeah. We all got was righteously just angry. swelteringly yeah. humid, sticky, moist, hot. Over a terrible. bowl of corn soup. <laughs> oh, that was good. It was so good. But that's where it started. So we're going back um, the right way. So we got a live event on the 12th at Real Life Church, uh, and you can get all that info on our website. But then we're kind of got a unique – so that's that's our regular live event. And we haven't done a live event uh, in the southeast since Atlanta almost three years ago. Yeah. yeah. So this is pretty cool. So if you're in the – what do you call it? The 
the lower southeastern area. The SEC, there. if you will. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So all that info is on our website. We'd love to have you guys. It's in a really nice building. They've just did a, a big remodel, and the guys there are promising it'll be a good day. It's going to be a good crowd, too. We've already got almost 100 people signed up yeah. for a month away, so that's that's going to be awesome. That's really on track to be a good one. So what's really cool, though, is um, we've got a first-time event we've never done before the very next day that we're doing in conjunction with WFX. And it's yep. something we put together called MXU Forum. So, Lee, give the give our heart of why we put that thing together. Yeah, so we are partnering with WFX. You heard that right. <laughs> so they have been acquired by another company and approached us and said, help us change, help us get better. And we thought, okay, this is interesting. And they've uh, kind of stuck their hands out and said, here's a unique opportunity. So what used to be the tech director retreat, Tech Leaders Retreat. Tech Leaders Retreat, sorry. Um, That's kind of changed, and we're going to do something really, really unique. So the three of us got together and like, okay, what would we do if we had a day at WFX to kind of do whatever we wanted in place of that event? We kind of thought, like, what what are the questions that people really have about their church situation that they're either afraid to ask or they won't get the right answer or won't get an honest answer from right. their leadership. Like right. what are we what are we holding on to? Like yeah. if I could only talk to so and so, I would ask him this question. And and you know what's interesting, there was nothing wrong if anybody attended the tech leaders retreat before. There was nothing wrong with that event. Oh no. We've all been to it. It's it's great. Uh, but this gave us the opportunity to actually go where Jeff was talking about. Like right. to, I, I don't think there's another place where you have the forum. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to ask those questions. And to get an honest answer. Yeah, and not get in trouble. Because <laughs> yeah. at any event where there's a panel of tech guys and you know a couple hundred tech guys in the room, the questions that get asked, the majority of those have to do with communicating with other people on your team. What's How do I take the vision of the senior pastor for multi-site? Like, how do I plan budgets for a new campus and things like that? So what we're going to do is we're going to put those people in the room. So we've invited an executive pastor, a senior pastor, a CFO, a creative arts director, a worship leader, the wife of a megachurch tech director. Dude. Hold on to your butts right for that Right there, yeah. And so that's going to be the panel. So we're going to do some unique things with the discussion there, and then we're also going to put some of those people at tables in the room for some smaller conversations. So... If you are struggling with budgets and vision and you want to sit down with the CFO and go, here's my situation, what would you do if you were me? You're going to get an opportunity to do that with right. all those different And the people. cool thing is when you sign up, you're going to have an opportunity to um, submit some topics in advance on a survey. So we'll take those and kind of curate some of those and create the content for the day around those actual questions. So you'll be able to walk away from that day feeling like not only were you heard, not only did you get some great tips, but your actual situation might have an answer that you can take back to your leadership or to your local church, to your team, and actually make your right. experiences better, and make your make your budgets happen, make your conversations easier, you know, kind of lead up in a way that you might not be able to do otherwise. So what's cool, if you sign up and do it, we wrote that questionnaire that you get 
that survey. Yeah. We put it together. It's not just some form letter from somebody in an office somewhere. We put that together because that's the kind of information we want to know to fashion the discussion. Yeah. So this whole thing is, is uh, we thought this was a one-two punch doing this thing. Yeah. You could come down, you could do a Mix You Live, and it makes you live event, um, and then stay over and do this uh, MXU forum event, which actually is, um, it's a 9.30 to 1.30 time frame. So it's really, that's all you can do in the week. You could still get in and get out if you needed to. So it's And kind if of you a are cool going to stay and want to experience the show floor WFX and the, the trade right show there. aspect of WFX, then you stay till Wednesday and get to experience right. that as well. So on our site, uh, if you just go to the live event tab, you can hit both these events. And we, the WFX is a, is a pretty major conference so trying to figure out where to register sometimes gets a little clunky we put the direct registration link on our site so if you go to that and want to get more information you can just click on it and thought it'd be a little easier that way so that's going to be cool we're looking forward to that that's awesome so why don't we tell everybody why we're in the same room today yeah well we launched this little website called mxu now the last day of august and we're making more content for it yeah. This Already. week we're all in Tulsa. <clears throat> so we started with 74 videos that are available in the library. And so we're recording a bunch more this week. And so over the next few months, few weeks, you're going to be able to get more of those videos and that, that, you know, deeper discussions around some of the same topics and then some that are just brand new that we didn't get to in our first round of videos. And here, the whole premise for this, um, when we first started doing our live events, you guys remember, if we can remember back that far, uh, we were trying to go for real basic. Like we were, right. let's build a mix from zero and build it all the way up. Man, it, it takes a lot of time to go through that, and the day's just over. And so that's not that that's bad information. It's really great, but there are, there are a lot of resources to get that kind of info. So we jumped with our live events into doing stuff that's a little more, uh, it's not expert, but it's just we're into mixing. Like, right. we're sorry we're not explaining what kind of kick drum mic you should go buy, but we're kind of going past that to give something that's really getting to the art of mixing and how we serve our church better and worship music and all that. And because the reason we started those live events in the first place was so that the three of us could, learn. could have a conversation and learn from each other. And, and so there is um, a certain kind of attendee to those events that kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit, but... It's it's in order for us to do what we needed to do for the event, that was kind of inevitable. So right. this is a way to kind of come back to those folks and maybe provide some, you know, general all-purpose yeah. mixing tips that yeah. they can kind of rewind and pause and go back and this, revisit. And This is a tool, and we talk about that a lot. You've heard us say that before live or on the podcast. We like to give tools that can just go in your tool chest and be there to use for you to make do a better job so this is one of those things where you can do that with so it's one of those things as well when we get done doing these we kind of look at each other and go that was good yeah that would that would help somebody that's what this is for so if you haven't checked it out you ought to just check it out it's again you can get to it from our website it's called mxu now but it's got um it's a resource a valuable resource i think we built it more for churches when we were dreaming it up, but a ton of just single users have bought it. Totally. I mean, more than we thought. So about those half. of you, yeah, about half, those of you out there who 
who are the single users who are out there kind of running solo, thank you. Good job. We're glad you're able to use the resource. But those of you who are a church tech director or a worship leader who might be in charge of the audio guys, or maybe you work for a guy like that, you might throw this in their corner because we made some really, we made this as dirt cheap as we possibly could so that people could get it. Right. It's how, how can we cover expenses to get this out to people and make it worthwhile? So you guys, uh, you want to hear some stats so far? Some stats, man. Okay. Total users using mix MXU now. We'll talk about that name change in a minute. Total users, 532 people. That's awesome. Representing over 220 churches. That is incredible. It's pretty awesome. I mean, so 220 churches have access to this material. Yeah. For all their teams, their volunteers, their staffers. That's amazing. We've had a lot of people that have signed up just to see what it's all about. And then they've gone through and bought a larger license for their church. Um, So... We yeah, kind of so, tried to build it out where it works for your situation. So a massive thank you to those 220 people that yeah, saw man. this as a great investment for your teams because, you know, 532 people, all those churches all over the all over the world, There's this is going in multiple countries. It's It's been humbling to see the response to it and also, you know, challenging for me personally to think about this thing that we're stewarding and people are listening to us that you guys listen to this podcast. It's, it's really cool. So thanks we're, everybody. We're trying hard to, uh, not let this be so much, um, opinion, but like just kind of the way we think things should be done. Right. But in a, in a nice, cool way. Yep. There's also a special thank you. There's 31 churches represented that bought into this early yeah. Before we had done a thing, Sight unseen. we hadn't shot <laughs> anything. What an idiot it was just an move. idea. Yeah. And we're like, what do you guys <laughs> think? And they loved it and they wanted to get on the ground floor. And we were able to kind of bounce some stuff off them before we went out. So that's like a special, really special thank yeah. you to those people. That's awesome. So, first 72 videos were definitely more of beginner, r- rudimental type stuff. But this stuff we're shooting this week is like, a little more advanced. Now we're get, we're actually having to really think through this stuff. I, know. I was like, oh yeah, why do I? My head hurts. Why do I do the drum bus compression like I do? Like, yeah, it's a lot of that stuff. So this this one's been really fun this week to dive into. And that. we're finding some surprises too. We are. Like if you you know some of us in the room, <clears throat> Jeff, uh, have gotten really good. I know. And like we're just really <laughs> first experiencing that. He's you know? say, it's only taken three years. First of all, how much I love being the butt of all the jokes. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to just sort of take that but for the Jeff, team. You know that we respect our elders. <laughs> well, it's true. Who is older of the two of you? I am. I'm he the is. oldest. By like a year? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I think it's really close. Yeah, it is. It's real close. Because you know what's not close? My age to you. Yeah. Are, both this the is elders. true. We yeah. know this. You're like another generation. <clears throat> it's true. I think you guys were in high school the same time my dad was. Yeah, that's really that's scary. Sick to, kind of weird uh, to think about. Yeah, I think he was in high school in eighty three, eighty two. He graduated. So what? He graduated eighty two. Hold on, he graduated eighty three. My mom eighty two, I believe. I was in middle school. Okay. Yeah, I graduated in eighty eight. Okay, me too. Eighty eight. I started 89? kindergarten eighty nine. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> oh so here's what this means as a company. 
uh, when Jeff and I are too feeble to hear or we've lost all the manual dexterity in our fingers to mix. What? What? I, all I hear is a high-pitched ringing. <laughs> You're going to have to do all the mixing, and we'll just we'll just be there to look good. Yeah. Like with the gray hair and Sean Connery beards, well, stuff like that. Well, we'll I'm just... the guy that got you to dump that old dusty analog console. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Scoville may have had a little something to do with that, too. Whatever. Scoville Schmoble. <laughs> Whatever. It's his birthday today, by the way. Happy birthday, Robert. Yeah. yeah happy birthday. Hey, brother. We love you. We do love Robert. So, Jeff, you've been doing the coaching groups, too. Yes. That's going smashingly well. So speaking of stats, we have 76 churches that are involved in MXU coaching. Awesome. And I could not be more proud of the job that the coaches are doing, and I cannot be more proud of the way the guys who are participating in the groups have just dug in and really started to kind of dig into hard questions about not only what we do as tech leaders, but kind of the why behind it and our identity in it yeah. and how to lead better, how to just be better to our volunteers and for our volunteers. And, you know, it's funny, we do office hours every week as part of the program. So we'll get on the um, video chat via, you know, video conference um, once a week for an hour and a half or so, two hours. And it's so funny to me because sometimes the questions are about, okay, what's the best resource for a special event? I need an LED wall. So somebody in my area recommend a provider for me, you know, super practical, technical stuff. Yeah. And then the very next question can be, um, guys, I'm really struggling. Like um, my wife and I are going through something really heavy or gosh, you know, we're having real financial concerns or there's a medical issue or whatever. And so we'll just kind of rally around each other and encourage and pray for each other in a way that you don't get on a Facebook group or a, another kind of forum. Cause this is face to face, Yeah. you know, looking somebody in the yeah. eye, Hey, I'm going to challenge you to let me hold you accountable to something or man, I'm really going to pray for you or whatever the issue is. It's just really cool to see how these guys are encouraging each other, helping each other with both technical and heart stuff at the same and time. I jumped on last week uh, at a few minutes and it was heavy in a great way. In a great like way. I was just kind of like going, this is so cool. And there were people from all over the world represented on that call. It was yeah. just really cool because some of the guys are in some crazy time zone and they made the time. It's like an hour or whatever. Yeah. But it was really cool to be on there and looking across all these faces on that call and they're all paying attention. They're attentive. This is like they're really in this, and it, it was. It's a. Lee, you mentioned a minute ago, like it's very humbling yeah. to look at that and just go, man. If we, that's so great that we were able to just use some weird idea we had a few years ago to just have a reason for these guys to get together and talk. Yeah. It has nothing to do with us. It was just we happened to be the tool that helped yeah. make it go that's pretty cool so all this stuff we're talking about if you want to be a part of any of that go to our website mxu.rocks and you can find out info on all this stuff coaching groups mxu now all that stuff and we have a new blog yeah that kind of just snuck in there yeah we just uh decided to throw in some extra frills for everyone yeah. but that went live what guys like a week ago yeah, a week, week or two ago, ago. yep We've been kind of busy. We haven't thrown a lot out about it, but no, we haven't. But there's like a couple dozen blogs on there already yeah. from guys, from us, from guys like Justin Firesheets, Dennis Choi. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We're trying to involve other leaders um, that 
are kind of known to the church community. Same with in the coaching, like the right. you mentioned it briefly, but the the guys who are helping do this, we kind of call them the right. MXU family. It's all these guys we trust yep. implicitly. We trust what they do, how they lead their teams, how they yep. mix, all that kind of stuff. Same with some of the people that we're putting blogs up for. These are this is not uh, content we put up frivolous, frivolously. Yeah, a lot of care yeah. goes into how that stuff is. Um, but uh, if you're out there and you've got a topic that you want to write about, um, just go ahead and write it and don't send it to us because we probably won't do anything with it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it. But there was some really good stuff on Facebook I was going to download and fashion into a blog. Speaking so of Facebook, I, shouldn't I, do that? I do have a soapbox for us later. Okay. It's, it is time. <laughs> I think it's time. Let's just now, go for just it. Go Let's right just, I think we just need to get into it. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's, we, haven't, we haven't really had a – it's been a while since we've had a really – yeah, kind of angry and, soapbox. Yeah, and we haven't. We've kind of strayed off Facebook for a little bit. I think it's time we open that can back up. Oh boy, do we have to? Well, yeah. Let's now, get back in the wound. I'm a bit miffed on this one because, <laughs> you know, I started a Facebook group a couple of years ago called the Worship Audio Collective, and it's grown quite a bit. It's yeah. like I don't know, two or three thousand people, but we started it out of frustration of the other group yeah who shall not be mentioned right <laughs> and the soapbox today is from our group is from our group who approved the post i did oh lee <laughs> what the heck now is it not, because you, you could, need to be no, so you could make it a soapbox no i think this is okay i think <laughs> the nature of the post is fine it's some of the responses that oh okay i this is complex guys well it's one of those things where the guy is <laughs> He has a question, but he's just asking the wrong question. Yeah. Right? Hold on. So, okay. So you posted the, you approved the post, and yeah. then you're talking about the responses to the post are the pisser. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So whenever someone wants to post on this group who's not an admin, it has to be approved. So earlier today on one of our breaks, I just opened it up because that's what you do. You look at Facebook too much. And he's there was a mischief. There was a question. And. Like, I was going to approve it, but then I thought, I'm going to send this guy a message because if he'll change a couple things about the post, I think it'll go over better. I think that just backfired. This is just a couple hours ago. I love it. So, Chris Denning uh, from Charlotte, North Carolina, here was his question. And this is the revised post, and then I'll tell you what I changed about it or, or asked him to change. Quick poll. For a church that's two to 300 people a weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina... What's a fair weekly rate for a long-term contract front of house engineer? Eight hours a week total. This person would be mixing two services on Sunday, 6.30 a.m. call time, 12.30 p.m. they're done. Setting the board up for rehearsal and mixing rehearsals on Thursdays, 6.30 to 8.30, so two hours. Helping audio volunteers learn grow during services if they are scheduled. No scheduling or admin responsibilities. Thanks for your thoughts. And now it's a poll. So he listed a bunch of options. And the the edits I had him add were add the size of the church and the city. Because I thought, well, if you're in New York City right. and it's a church yeah. of 5,000 and it's Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir and it's yeah. complex, like that's a lot different that's than if it was a church in Des Moines of 500 people, right? right. So, so we got that. We know it's in Charlotte. It's two to 300 people. And then his original one just gave the options 100, 150, 200, 250 dollars a week. And then I thought, you know, 
depending on what he says back. If he says this church of 5,000, I mean, it could be $400 a week. Right. Who it knows? Could be, it could be a serious part-time job. Yeah, totally could. Yeah. So I said, maybe uh, go in 100 increments, one, two, three, four, five, and six, and see what people say. Well, so you're concerned not about the spirit behind his question. No, I think it's a great about, question. But about the responses. The responses. Okay. So that was two hours ago. Now, right now, there have been a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, 12, plus 23, 35 votes. Hmm. Okay. 23 people voted for $600. So that's two thirds of respondents. Five people, sorry, six people voted for 500, three for 400, one 200, one 100, and one 300. So only one, two, three people are saying this is a $300 or less job. Six people are saying $400 or less. 29 people are saying this is a $500 a week or above job. That's $30,000 a year for a church of two to 300 people for six hours on Sunday and a rehearsal, and you have no volunteer responsibilities as it relates to training and equipping and building teams and no admin jobs. Now, the comments is where it gets a little weird. It's like, you know, some people are saying 600 could be fair, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. Minimum of 600 if you want an actual A1, someone said. Um, I would encourage you to look at what skill set your church needs in this. I mean, so it's all over the place. And like one guy in here, Ben, who I agreed with, said, I'm sorry, but I highly disagree with 600 a week. Sure, in an ideal world, um, that's 30K a year. For someone to just come in and do 10 hours a week is crazy. Okay, so here is my thoughts. And what I put on here was um, a church of 200 to 300 people probably shouldn't pay anyone till they have enough to hire a kids or a student pastor, et cetera. So I'm like, I, I don't think they should hire anybody. Right. If 200 exactly. people, it's like, now, I, of course, there's exceptions to every rule, right? But is, is this a church plant out of nowhere? Right. Is this a church of 20,000 who has a video venue with live streaming? But what the question was, is this just an audio guy to mix? This is not someone... To manage a stream, I think that's different. I think there are churches all over the world with 200 people in the audience that are streaming live across town. That, to me, is a pretty big job. But to go, like, even pay someone 400 a week for a church of 200, I'm like, is, that's 20 grand a year. Yeah. yeah. Those are precious resources at that point. Right. Because those 200 people, chances are, they're not generating a multi-million dollar budget. Yeah. Right. 200 people in a church, they're, you know, we're, we're competing with a lot of ministry opportunity with those dollars. So to take that much of a leap. Yeah. Just to, and, and I don't mean this bad toward that church. Yeah. But, but chances are their band probably isn't made up of A-list studio players no. that would require a an A-list front of house person. Not at all. Um, we didn't talk about this. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to post on here to this guy, Chris, that his church can have a free subscription for a year to MXU now. I love it. Because like, yeah. that's a better use of money Absolutely. than spending that much. I mean... And that free subscription, the retail value 
is less than what they wa- want to pay somebody for a week. For right. A week. It's also it's six hundred bucks a year is what it would cost a church to have ten of their volunteers have access to all of it. And twenty three of you jokers said that this church should pay them six hundred bucks a week. <laughs> I know some of my closest friends are mixing in arenas every night for less for than less six hundred dollars a day. Yeah. That's nutty. And spending a lot more than eight, eight hours a day doing it. You know what my first day rate was? $20 a day, $5 for food. And all the fun you could stand. Yeah, and I did 150 <laughs> shows that year like that. My W-2 that year, I made $4,400 the first year I did this. It's a banner But year. how much did you learn? Oh, my gosh. How much gear I broke? That's where all the learning was, you know? <laughs> they paid you less because they had to fix all that gear you Probably. broke. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that to be like... You know, martyr. You, yeah, no, yeah. but it's like, come on, what could a church of two hundred give them an extra thirty thousand dollars? What they could do with it? It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Stone, what do you think of that? That was a good soapbox, man. Well, it's just silly. Um, my friend AJ actually disagreed with me on here. He said, "I actually disagree with you, Lee. We deal with a lot of smaller churches, and all of them are extremely disgruntled with their audio situations." I agree with that. Unfortunately, it's been impossible to get quality audio with volunteers for a majority of churches. I'd say a TD slash audio person is actually right up there with top few staff. And my reply to him was, notice I said until they hire those others. And I said, this coming from someone, you know, we've got nine campuses and we do have a church of 300 and we are paying someone there. But But they're sent from... Right. They're sent from a church with a $30 million budget who invested millions of dollars so far into that place yeah so without the full context i probably shouldn't be so like no you shouldn't do this but by him saying it's just an audio guy like i to me we wouldn't do that yeah what about you would you guys do that no hire an audio guy for a church of 200 no not at all we would uh we would make sure that person's trained i mean you could man if you start looking at it that's the thing that people get bent out of shape about you have to look at it in the context of cash flow and giving for a year at a church. Right. You have to. No, totally. So if you start looking at it and going, we're paying $30,000 for what? Right. It, I mean, let's get right down to it. It's someone walking in and turning the stuff on. And if it's 200 people, it's probably not a very complex setup. Not not demeaning it at all. No. It's just probably not. No. It's, it's an X32 yeah. with some wired microphones and a four-piece band. And so you find... And yeah, and you may need to spend some money and get someone trained a little bit or bring in someone to help really get it set up and dialed in and help train somebody. That would be a great expense. Mix you now, that's a great expense, whatever. But when you get that set up, man, paying somebody like a pretty decent salary for a small town to yeah. do that. That's a hard justification. There's there comes something in all seriousness. There comes something into play when when we get into these conversations about budgeting and stuff. Right. I fully believe when I get to heaven, it says in the Bible that there will be an account given for your life. Right. And in my position here, and I know the position you guys have been in, I have to account for the way I suggest we spend money and approve spending money. People gave that as a donation. Right. And I do not think that God takes that lightly. 
I think God cares about our finances a lot more than a lot of people give credit for. And I don't want to get to the end of my life and go, oh, yeah, sorry. Right. Well, it's pretty clear that God cares more about it because there's more verses in the Bible about money than there are verses about love. That's right. So it's pretty important. Well, and it's a big deal because it makes our world go round. And I would say to AJ, I get it that um, it is a crucial role. But it's also... Yeah, I agree I, with him. But, but but I think the struggle for whoever comes in is going to be the fact that the guitar player doesn't play in tune, the drummer doesn't play in time, yeah. and nobody can play with a click. So it's like there's only so much the audio engineer can do at that point yeah. if the band at the 200-person church isn't dialed in. Yeah. AJ, we're not putting you on blast. We like you. No, we like you a He's lot. He's doing great stuff for churches in Indiana area. It's a cool guy. It's a great... I think it's a healthy tension. I think it's a great question. I just don't think a dollar figure or a number is the answer. No. I mean, whether or not to pay somebody who's super qualified, I totally support that. The workman's worth is higher. Yep. I think there's there's a total biblical backing for why he should be paid. Yeah. The fact that the average respondent, actually not the average, two-thirds of the respondents thought that $600 for eight hours a week was reasonable. Right. That's where I have an issue. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the other side of this for a second. Churches of substantial size underpaying. That's the other side of the coin. That is that's a, an equally bad problem. It is an equally bad problem. And they that's a real simple fix. Like you freaking guys need to get your crap together. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> when you go to a church and it's like, okay, now seriously, you have a few bucks to spend. You don't have money to waste. None of us do. But where you're starting to expect the free help or the very terribly underpaid help to do this amazing mix and run multiple campuses and train your volunteers and get it all sorted out and work 80 hours a week, yeah. and you're not willing to comp- compensate them like a normal human being, right? you're going to have to account for that. I mean, no joke. they're going to have to account for that because that's just taking advantage of people, and that is a serious deal. And that is actually why I don't like working with some religious organizations. And I'm employed by a church because a lot of them, they have, they've given it a bad name, man. Yeah. All over the place. So that's a pretty serious deal. Yeah, there's a difference in overpaying and underpaying. You know, it's because you don't overpay doesn't mean you should underpay. Right. Right. For a nonprofit and a church, you know, we know we've heard crazy stories of churches paying pastors seven figures, right? right. Like we hear right. that crazy crap. But because churches want to stay away from that doesn't mean you should pay the tech director of a church of 5,000 people $30,000 a year either. You totally. know? And I think right. that's what happens. Yeah. It's, oh, uh, you know, you've got a 35-year-old who's been at the church for 10 years in, let's say, in a lower cost of living state. And they're making thirty thousand dollars a year, and they're managing a ten million dollar budget and a staff of six. It's like, well, you're just asking him for to be to like leave and go work for an integrator that's going to double his pay overnight. Right. We've seen this happen for how long? Hundreds of times. Yeah, all these integrators they, have popped up, and they're hiring all the tech directors who weren't making enough money to support their family, right. and they left they had to and go overnight, somewhere. doubled their money. And the church's leadership wondered why they left bitter and confused. Right. When they're the ones who caused them the, to be disgruntled. The church needs to think two things. A man is worth his hire. Plain and simple. 
But most of the people that are deciding to underpay people, they're not getting underpaid. They're most of them are doing pretty well. And so for you to sit in that seat yeah. and not take it seriously that you've got people that man, there are young people all over the place who are young, married, trying to start a life. They need to pay for a house and have some space and have a baby and right. gosh, we may need to actually get two cars. Right. They can't do it. It the is, problem is in production world, it's it's I would argue the only area of ministry in church where somebody would be required to work the number of hours that we would work. Yeah. You know, nobody mm. nobody in the kids ministry, nobody in admin is having to work eighty hours just to pull off the weekend. Right. But there are a lot of production guys who are. That's yeah. the norm. Because yeah. there's so yeah. little margin. So while we're going down this road, I'll just share a vulnerable story a bit. So our church, we're at nine campuses. Eight years ago, we were at one. Right. So we've grown really fast. And you guys have heard our story about how, you know, we had eight people on the production team when we were one campus. Mm-hmm. Well, now with nine campuses, it's about the same number of people. We are like, yeah. let's see how fast we can scale and how thin we can run and how more efficient we can do things. Well, that was great to think that, but when we executed that, but then the church grew faster than that plan, it's yeah. now backfired, right? right? So now for the last two years, it's been like we barely had our heads above water and we've been sinking a little bit and there's some burnout and things like that going on. Well, my leadership style, when I'm trying to communicate that to a CFO or an executive pastor, I speak in more like exaggerative uh, metaphors, right? Right. I'll be like, these guys are dying. Yeah, that's what I say. Like, <laughs> they're all dead. You guys don't care about us. You know, things like that. Well, Jake Cody, I hired to run production for our team two years ago. Well, Jake and I are, are really opposites. He's a bit more administrative. He's a manager. He's a very, very good manager. He is very detailed. Well, after a year, he starts noticing all this. Well, over the last like six months, and it's probably took taken him this long. He has built spreadsheet after spreadsheet, documented every event, how many hours it's taken to do, how much money we've paid in outside labor. Yeah. And those feelings that I had, he put data to them. Right. Right? It's so good. It is good. So last week, he and I had a meeting with the board member who's in charge of finance, the CFO, and an executive pastor. So three people who are the opposite of me. I'm not wired like those three personalities. I'm so glad Jake was there to be a bridge. And Jake is there. <laughs> so Jake's got his laptop ready to bust all this stuff out. We went over it and went over it and went over it and like memorized our pitch. And we're asking for seven new full-time hires. Okay, hold it. So I want to get a visual image. He He's coming in with like spreadsheets, computer, like probably an easel and a graph and stuff. Yeah. He might you, even be you, wearing khakis. Yeah, might be wearing, yeah, with a, with a cuff yeah. and a crease. <laughs> and you probably walked in with like a folded up piece of notebook paper with like old gum in it or something. I had right? like left my phone in the car, <laughs> holes in my jeans and a hat Flip-flops. On. Yeah. yeah. And the board member's office, he's a financial planner, manages a lot of wealthy mm-hmm. portfolios and it's in his office. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> like offsite somewhere. <laughs> hey, bro. I love it. Yeah, so we're sitting there and uh, we kind of tell him like, okay, Ken, here's what's up. And then Jake doesn't even open the laptop, right? Now, I don't think this work was in vain. I think we needed it to know. But just starts explaining. 
and then start spitting out numbers and hours. And then the executive pastor and the CFO verify, like, yep, they spent that much on outside labor and things. And the board member who's in charge of all this stuff goes, well, we don't have the money in this fiscal year, right? Looks at the other two guys like, yeah, right. Like, okay. And then in about 60 seconds, he said, what if you pull this from here, pull that over there, we'll do this and this and that. And you haven't had this spot for three months. So we can pull this and that. And then you can get those. And then HR can do that. And he approved all seven they found spots the right then. Wow. Right. It wasn't planned in the budget. Now, I know like there's a lot of churches out there are like, I wish I could hire one person, right? But it, we are, like I said, it's nine campuses. There was only like five right. or six of us right now. But the fact is they did have the money somehow because they spent it on contract labor yeah, and totally outside did. stuff. So it, totally right. did. it was just a matter of how it's all but, sort of organized in an HR way. You have to understand and talk that language. You do. And yeah. you have to get educated. A lot of times us as we, as the tech guys, yeah. Just sit around and complain and and totally. gripe about it, and it's like, well, put the data to it. So yep. when I try to talk a big church into, well, my church here, we need to quit buying all this expensive gear. Yeah, now, this was like ten, twelve years ago, and no one was renting churches. weren't renting gear. I mean, you, that just wasn't really the right. thing we did. Now everybody does it. Back then, well, I had just come off of touring my whole career. Right. It's like nobody owns this stuff. We rent it all. I know. But getting down to a spreadsheet level and figuring out what it actually, what cost of goods were yeah. and what rental was and put that on a spreadsheet that where they can look at it and go, how does this balance up with weekly offering income? How can we balance that out? Yeah. And talking that language, it's immediately approved because you just, you just go, I'm proving that right. we can save money and here's how we're overspending and all that. I love Jake. He's yeah. awesome. Jake is awesome. This is killer. Jake, if you're listening, I love you, man. Yeah. So we walked out of there and I just looked at him and I was like, I don't know what just happened, <laughs> but I, thank you. It, it was the coolest thing. That's cool. Okay, guys. One of everybody's favorite segments when they talk about the podcast is Turn Down for Mixed Youth. So what have we gotten lately that's worthy of mention? Dude, these are, uh, so I've got two that I picked out and, uh, I've got a whole pile of submissions lately. They've been great. And those of you who are sending them in, um, I'm trying to hit you back. So, you know, we got them cause, uh, these are pretty incredible. So, so here's, here's the first one that I just ran across. that it was pretty good. Um, and this, uh, yeah, these are all recent. Like these, I haven't been sitting on these very long. Here's the complaint. And this was sent in, uh, it looks like it's like on Facebook or something, like where everybody can see it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's anonymous. So like the, the moniker for the user is like a, like an, not like a, it doesn't mean anything. It's not anybody's name. It's really awesome. So I'm not, this is what it says. I'm quoting. I'm not sure if causing my ears to bleed during worship music helps me to hear the gospel message better or not. Maybe your sound man is deaf and operates based on the vibration he feels. My ears are going to ring for days. Otherwise, the message is solid and biblical. (laughs) What a jerk. So this was an actual written complaint. It's a screenshot. Of, of like, something on Facebook, like Facebook or of something. Of course it is. Freaking yeah, because it's got the like trolls. And, 
Okay. Oh my gosh. All right. You're going to read that one more time, and I'm going to put my magic on it. <laughs> okay. Unnecessary censorship. Here we come. <laughs> okay, here we go. And I'm reading it exactly the way it was written. I'm not sure if causing my <laughs> to bleed <laughs> during worship music helps me <laughs> better or not. Maybe your <laughs> is and operates based on the vibration he feels. <laughs> My are going to ring for days. <laughs> Otherwise, the is solid and biblical. Unbelievable. That might be the best unnecessary ever. censorship ever. So... Okay, that's just awesome. So this this other one, it was a screenshot as well, and I just thought it was worthy of, of, of hitting real quick. So this is a prayer card, handwritten, written real fast. Looks like a dude wrote it, just kind of scrawled it out. So this is in the prayer and comments section of a prayer envelope. I think you should keep those gender pronouns to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about political correctness. I think you guys know that. <laughs> um, so here's the thing, too. Churches, take the frickin' area off that says comments. Why are you Why are you allowing Pandora's box to be opened? Because they're country clubs, and they got to keep the members paying. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so Sorry. prayer. Wow. Prayer slash comments. First, first service. This is what he wrote. First service. Not just way too loud. Just stupid, worthless loud. <laughs> wow. That's it. Like stupid dude, worthless. Dude, he's pissed. Yeah. He is pissed. And no name. Of course. Anonymous. Uh it's stamped like it was received. So this I guess was put in the offering. Not just way too loud, just stupid, worthless loud. God loves a joyful giver. Wow. wow. So I wonder if he put his like tithe check in like behind like yeah. attached this to stupid, it. Stupid worthless tithe check. My gosh. Unbelievable. So uh Steven, who sent this in, you rock, man. And we're going to assume that it wasn't stupid, worthless, loud. So keep rocking it, bro. Very cool. All right. So uh, a couple of times this podcast, we've we've pronounced the company name, Mm. LMXU. Let's just hit that real quick. We're going to change that up. Well, so when we first started, the whole idea behind the first event was let's get people in a room and have a conversation about mixing. Yeah. And so mix you was a really cool shorthand way of saying, you know, it's part university. It's part about you. It's part, you know, about how you and you right. do this thing. Right. So it was just kind of a, an interesting, clever name that we came up with. And so we just started calling it mix you. Yeah. The problem is now we have more than just mixing that we want to talk about. Right. Some, you know, we're we're talking about coaching, which includes tech directors and people who aren't just audio professionals right. and staff members. We're talking about maybe expanding other offerings, and so well, don't give away the farm there. But I'm not. But I mean, Lexu is doesn't come off the tongue very much. <laughs> <laughs> or does it? We'll just uh, leave it at that. That's so good. there you go. So you're going to hear us start referring to ourselves as MXU. Yeah. And so the few people out there who refuse 
to look at our logo and see that it's made up of three letters, <laughs> an M, an X, and a U, they're going to have to stop putting the I in between M and X. Right. Um, so that's going to solve that little problem. Too. Just read the letters. Just read the letters. MXU. It's, it's and easy. And then if the M someday changes to an L or a V, yeah. or, then or we'll like talk an, about that at some other time. Totally. Yeah, or like an F. I mean, gosh, uh, hold it. Right. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so we need to wrap up. We didn't get to any stories. The good news is we're here in Tulsa all week. We're going to have to do this again and do a stone story segment. <laughs> yes. We could probably do a full episode on stories. We might want to do that with video. Oh, that's a you, great idea. Video the podcast? Do you And need... have the artifacts so that you could actually see them. Yeah. See what we're talking about. You probably need to have a buzzer handy. Cause I don't know if I can give all the stories and stay clean. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm good that. at censorship. You can edit this. I can. You can censor. Uh-huh. Yeah, great. When you said buzzer, I thought you meant like a speed round, like a timer so that well, we could do like 10 of them and just cut you off at a minute each. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah, I, I was I'd thinking have, like electroshock. I'd have to talk really fast, but I can do that. Yeah. I can talk really fast. <laughs> all right, people. That's going to wrap us up. Don't forget, November, we're coming to Orlando on the 12th and 13th. Real Life Church for MXU Live. November 13th at WFX for the MXU Forum. MXU Now is available for all of you. Go check it out on our website. Coaching's going awesome. You can sign up for the next semester. That'll start right after the first of the year. You can already do that now. And And check out the blog, too, because we're going to be adding... Uh, more posts coming up soon and there's already an archive of content that you can go and read from now till then that's it if you enjoy the podcast we haven't said this in a while but if you could rate like and comment on whatever podcast provider that would be super helpful for us all right thanks everybody rock it bye-bye